This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, hey, hey. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> it's time for the Points in the Paint podcast, sponsored by Stadium. We're Stadium's number one NBA podcast. I'm Ben Wittenstein. I, of course, am Zach B in the place to be. Zach Badger House. Let's get it, baby. Let's go. What's up, Ben? How you doing? How are you doing? you today. You know what I'm saying? I saw each other today. Went to grab lunch together. You feel me? It was pretty cool to see my boy Ben back in the office, man. Then you going to be back tomorrow. That's pretty cool. I'm excited. It was great to see you in person. We got a fancy lunch at uh, Subway. Good Subway <laughs> sandwiches. Uh, it was good. It's, you know... We're seeing each other more. We're boosted, vaccinated, masks on, being safe, being healthy. But it's good to see you in person. Finally, maybe oh, yeah. at some point we'll do the podcast back in person because for Point to the Painters who listened all the way back in the day, all the way back at the end of 2019 oh, when we started, <laughs> we were sitting no more than five feet away from each other yelling at each other about things. So hopefully <laughs> we'll be able to do that in at some point in the coming months. I'm looking forward to it, definitely. I can't wait to be back where we can just look right across from each other and we know, listen, I think this, you know what I mean? And you think that, you know what I'm saying? We gonna see, you know what I'm saying? We, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Hopefully around All-Star, you know what I'm saying? Around All-Star weekend or something, we'll probably yeah. record together or something like that. That's a good idea. And again, if you want to see anything we're talking about at Points Paint on Twitter, wherever you're listening around the world, mm-hmm. we appreciate it. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us at Points Paid on Twitter. We got that voicemail line at 773-273-9088. If you want to give us a call, voice your NBA opinion wherever you are, whenever it is that you want that opinion heard. We'll put that on the podcast, talk about it a little bit. If you don't like us, let us know. Vent your frustrations (laughs) with us. Vent your frustrations with your favorite team. And, Zach, you mentioned the All-Stars. It all works out. It all works out. So you mentioned the All-Stars, and you mentioned around the All-Star game, which means at this point in time, the NBA All-Star voting has begun. We're getting some fan votes. You got me to do my early All-Star voting, which I didn't do last season. I did it, you know, like a week before. (laughs) Yeah, a week before the deadline. So I'm an early voter now. You got me to be an early voter in the NBA All-Star game. Let's just talk about that for a sec, because there's a lot of options to pick from for some positions. And then oh, you were yeah. telling me when you look at kind of these West Coast big men, kind of the West Coast bigs, the pickings start to get a little slimmer. It's a little, it's a little slim. I mean, we obviously know, you know what I'm saying, your, your son, you know what I'm saying, your nephew, however you want to describe it. The little doughboy. boy. You know, yeah, your doughboy, boy, Michelin man. <laughs> we know he going to be there. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be an all-star. He'll probably be a starter. But after that, I mean, you got a cat. I mean, that'll be cool, you know, in terms of front court. Yeah. but. I don't know. Do people really want to see Rudy Gobert? You know, do people really want to see that? I mean, no, no, you just let me know what you think. (laughs) No, I'm in 100% agreement. I think you look at the candidates 
for forwards in the Western Conference, it's it's not great. I mean, LeBron is going to make it because he's LeBron. Yeah. He's got an automatic in, in, invitation to the All-Star game every single season. You're going to get Jokic, former MVP. He's going there. Carl Anthony Towns playing his butt off in Minnesota. But again, like you said, I mean, is Rudy Gobert going to be there? Anthony Davis? I, I don't think Anthony Davis has played at an all-star level this season. He's been out for a good portion. I agree with that for sure. Anthony Day-to-Day Davis definitely <laughs> does not deserve to be an all-star this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was going to be one or if he is one, man, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't vote for AD. I didn't vote for AD. Who'd you vote for? Uh, I voted. So my votes, oh, you know, we got to be transparent with this. So we got to tell the people who we voted for. I did, uh, but I'm going to vote again for different people. So it, you know, it doesn't matter a whole lot, but I voted for Jokic. Nice. I voted for, I think I did Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. And the other guy I voted for was JaVale McGee. Why? Because he's oh, yeah, JaVale McGee. Oh, yeah, you silly. <laughs> you got to put JaVale in there. I thought you took it off once you guys showed me that you, you added yeah. him to your front court. But I, but I see you kept it you kept it straightforward. Yeah. Okay, we're going all the way yeah. with, with JaVale. Not DeAndre. Not his teammate. Not DeAndre. <laughs> Not DeAndre. But I didn't JaVale. go Paul George. You went Paul George. I did for go the, Paul For George. the forward. He, got, he was third in the fan voting in the Western Conference, too, surprisingly. He's been out for a good portion of the season so far. Yeah, he's missed quite some time. And then that elbow, I don't know how long he's going to be out, Paul George, after that elbow surgery. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it was it was obviously weeks. Um, but he, I mean, he's the fact that he is third in the voting for fan voting for the Western Conference forwards. I think speaks a whole lot to where that position is in the Western Conference right now. Um, <laughs> and I mean. Le- <sighs> I just I don't know when Paul George is coming back. It doesn't say he could be back sooner rather than later. But again, he's missed a good portion of time, so I don't know how that factors into to how people are going to be voting. But right. you got people like Draymond Green, who he's been good. I, I don't know if he's oh yeah good. he'll be an all star damn super all star level. I, but he'll be one. I just he, forgot. He I, just, I just forgot about him. I, I completely be. forgot in terms of reserves and everything. Like yes. Draymond, he'll he'll be an all-star. I, I forgot, but he'll be an all-star. Rudy, you got Mello on there. He was eighth in voting for fan voting. Which um, Mello? I think, which you love Mello. And I know you love you love our boy Carmelo Anthony. Okay. And he's eighth. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Carmelo. <laughs> okay. uh, but the guards in the Western Conference, I think, are a little bit more interesting, right? Because you got Steph, you got Luca, of course. But then you got John Morant, who, you know, I'm going to talk about in a minute about dunking on him because he has been dunking on everyone else and blocking <laughs> people's dunks and doing everything and showing that he's close to as close as anyone to being a superstar in the NBA at this point. He was third in voting. Clay Thompson played one game this season. He's fourth in voting. I mean, it's all <laughs> fan voting, so it makes sense. But I mean, people like Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, it's a pretty packed guard list in the Western Conference for All-Star. Yeah, that's the one that'll be kind of tricky when they get to deciphering it down. But I think, honestly, being it could fairly work in terms of like Booker going, like sending one guy. I don't know how many teams sends multiple uh, players yep. to the All Star game from the West. Now in the East, that may be different, but out West, I don't know if you can make a case for two players from a team that can really go from the West. I mean, obviously Luca, but not KP. You can probably you can make an argument for Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but I would probably side with 
DB. You know, I'll probably go Booker if I had to choose. Yeah. Obviously, Paul George. Like I said, with that Jazz situation, I probably That's won't. Team. Yeah, I, I won't Donnie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I won't with Donnie yeah. over. It's hard to leave out Gobert though. It it's is hard to leave, especially because uh, the Western Conference bigs are so so thin. Yeah, so thin. So that that'll be interesting. So that's how I voted. I, I just think the All Star voting is going to get more fun as the weeks go on leading up to the All Star game in February. So we'll keep an eye on that. But that was the one big thing for me. It was one big thing for you too. Oh yeah, you know, out there in the East, I voted for DeRozan. Got to let that be known. Got to let that be known. (laughs) Voted for DeMar DeRozan as a starter. You know, Trey Young. Now, you can make a case that maybe Trey Young shouldn't be a starter because they have a losing record. They're like 12th in the East. You can make a a case for that. But the front court, I don't think you should be able to change in all seriousness from KD, Giannis, and B. That should probably be the front court for the next three to five years (laughs) as long as they stay on their respective teams. Yeah, and the one guy, it's it's going to be Durant, Giannis, Joel. Those are going to be the guys. But the guy that I added, that I thought you you were kind of interested in, was the guy in Cleveland, Jared Allen. I think yeah. he's probably making a case to be an all-star this season. He'll go. In my, in my opinion, I think Jared Allen will go to the all-star game. It's his teammate that kind of got people on the yeah. fence. And then I know Mr. Cleveland will probably give us another call once he hears how I'm still taking Jared Allen over Darius Garland for the Cleveland uh, team to actually go out there and represent in Cleveland at the All-Star game. So they may get they may get two because it's in Cleveland. Yeah. They, they might get two. That's the thing, right? It's in Cleveland, mm-hmm. which, is, which helps. But also, two, Cleveland is sixth. In the Eastern Conference, and they're only two games out of fourth. So they, they're not a bad team. This isn't like we're taking two guys from a team that's mediocre. This is a team yeah. that's potentially, by the time the All-Star game rolls around, is going to be a top-five team in the Eastern Conference. So it would make sense if they had two guys from that team be represented in Cleveland for in the Cleveland. All-Star game. So, I, <laughs> you know, having Garland and Allen, it would make sense to have both of those guys uh, be in the All-Star game. Dunker deny. What are we liking? What are we disliking? Buying or selling for the uh, the past week? And my guy John Moran. I'm going to be dunking on him because he has been phenomenal for the past couple of games. If you're on Twitter or seen any highlights from the NBA in the past 48, 72 hours, Damn. you see John Morant jumping out of the gym. Looked like he was on strings in a movie. You know, <laughs> when they jump high in a movie to go dunk and they just fly over everyone. That was John Morant in real life blocking a shot. He pinned it up almost like the near top of the backboard. I mean, his athleticism is almost unmatched in the NBA about how good of an athlete he is. Scoring-wise, he's been phenomenal. Passing-wise, he's been great. I mean, he has been fairly the complete package for this Grizzlies team so far. And he's, you know, he's a big reason why the Grizzlies have won nine in a row. He's the biggest reason the Grizzlies are sitting in fourth place in the Western Conference, Zach. He, I mean, he's been phenomenal. He's been phenomenal since he since he's come back from injury because remember yeah. they were already rolling. They were playing and well we were about already him. high. And we yeah. were talking about well, maybe they don't need John. We were kidding, obviously. <laughs> but yes. you know, saying he got back into full form after that bad game and he really hasn't looked back. Remember when he had that tweet when he came out, you know, after the game, the fans were saying about how you yeah. know he came back too soon and things like that. Well, you know, he kind of showed, you know, the franchise and the Memphis Grizzly fans that hey, I'm back. 
I'm back in full form. Watch this dunk. Catch this block. I'm finna get off the glass. Ooh, be that block off the glass, Ben. You right with two hands. You know what I'm saying? He looked like MJ again when he played against the Chicago Bulls in that Washington Wizards uniform when he came down and just snatched it off the backboard with two hands. Not one, but two hands. And I was damn sure impressive. The Grizzlies have not lost a game since before Christmas. And when Ja came back, they lost the first two games that Ja came back for. And since then, since December 26th, that was their first win after Ja came back. They have not lost a game. So they have been playing super well since he came back. They were playing really well when he was gone. They won five in a row. Then they they lost one. Then they won five in a row again. Mm -hmm. This just might be a really good team, Zach. I think the Grizzlies are... When they have everyone healthy, when Desmond Bain's playing well, Dylan Brooks is back and he's healthy. You got Sharon Jackson on the outside shooting threes and making threes. Grizzlies are good. And they're young, but they're good. Mm -hmm. I got to see what Max thinks. You remember we talked about that before. I got to see what Max thinks. We had Max come on with the preview for the Memphis Grizzlies. So I think they're exceeding his expectations and they're exceeding mine as well. That's for sure. I, I like this team. Desmond Bain is like the unsung hero right now. I feel like last season, Ben, it was kind of Dylan Brooks getting his you know, getting his time to shine a little bit for the Grizzlies. But now it's like Desmond Bain is coming to life and he's, you know, shooting the ball with so much confidence, shooting like 45, 47% from the three point line during this stretch yeah. for the, uh, for the win streak with the Grizzlies. So yeah, I'm definitely impressed and I'm windmill dunking on them. You know what I'm saying? Right with you. Who are you? Uh, who else are you dunking on? What are you dunking on? What are you liking? I like that big man. Number 21. From that Philadelphia 76ers, standing at seven feet tall, 250 pounds, <laughs> Mr. Joel MB. Now, listen, he didn't drop 30 points in like seven straight games, but it's how he's done it, Ben. If you watch, matter of fact, if you had watched them play against the Houston Rockets in their last outing, Ben, you got a jack of all trades from Joel. Joel out there throwing the no look dimes to his teammates, getting folks involved. He off the fadeaway baseline, mid range jumper. He euro between two defenders for the dunk and a layup on back to back possessions. Bro, he has been lights out playing at MVP form. There's so many guys playing at MVP level, right? Yeah. But I but man, Joel has really carried this Philadelphia 76er team with the likes and with the helps of obviously Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, and that young boy Tyrese Maxey. But man, listen, they're not even close to the position that they're in right now in the Eastern Conference, being one of the top teams without Joel. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if it's because there's no Ben Simmons to compete with usage stats with him, but I mean, he's playing phenomenal basketball right now. Um, field goal percentage is solid. Three point percentage is the best it's been his whole career. 38 and a half point, 38 and a half percent from three, Ooh. 10 rebounds. I mean, the guy's statistics have been great and he looks like a more complete player, right? He looks like kind of the type of player that everyone expected. Joel Embiid to become, which is a guy who can attack you off the dribble, a guy who can, you know, sometimes if he has to go coast to coast with the basketball guy who can defend well, a guy who can destroy you in the post every single Mm -hmm. way Embiid can attack you. He is perfected to almost the best of his abilities. It's coming to fruition now when they need him the most. Oh, yeah. Pick a pick a block, whichever one you want. Left block, right block, turn left, spin right. Whatever you want, Joel has been able to prove that he can do it. He's 
messing them boys up for Houston. Houston had no answer. And like no answer at all. Christian Wood, he's more of a stretch guy. Like he was going to get put in the rim. It was so many guys trying to attack and triple team him, but he just was making the right plays. And remember being, that was one of the key things with Joel that was kind of an issue. The fact that he would kind of turn the ball over at a kind of a higher rate than, than you would like. He's kind of simmered that down a little bit now. And so being able to know where guys are going to be, and maybe that is because, you know, Ben Simmons isn't there. He doesn't have the ball. You know, maybe that is the yeah. reason why more film of Joel showing, you know, where his where his teammates are has definitely put the Sixers in a whole new different position that they were in, you know, to start the season. All right. You know who I'm denying, Zach? And I, I don't know if this has been said before, and I don't know if this is a common sentiment, but I am denying LeBron James as a good general manager. <laughs> I I think <laughs> – I think the jury is out on that at this point. I, I don't know if we can say for sure that LeBron knows how to eye talent in the NBA. I, it's just not working out for him. The guy's busting his buns at, at his ripe old age of, what is he, 30, 39 years old. The guy is playing his butt off every single night to get the Lakers to do something, and he just does not have the supporting cast around him to help. Westbrook doesn't help. Throws the ball away, turns it over in bad times, takes ill-advised shots, terrible defender, doesn't pay attention half the game. Anthony Davis gets injured. Day-to-day. Day. <laughs> can't handle physicality. Not a great player at this point. And the rest of the supporting cast, how are they going to help LeBron win a title? I, I don't see how the pieces fit. So I, I just – I don't love LeBron as a general manager. Great player, one of the best, if not the best, to ever play the game of basketball. As a general manager, though, not great, Zach. C minus, C minus, great. <laughs> so you said he's a little, he's below average as it relates to picking his teammates. Well, let's let's talk a little history then, shall we? All right, let's, let's see. Well, I think you know Mike Miller. I think he was okay. a solid, solid teammate. You know Mario Chalmers, Norris Cole, <laughs> Birdman, 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 Birdman. You know I, those are just the those are just the role players to mention that were able to help and contribute. Yep. To LeBron's success, you know, Kyrie, you know, in Cleveland, Kevin Love, you know, J.R. Smith, even though we know what J.R. Smith did, you know, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. You got LeBron with the meme like this to this day. We know, we know. But I will say this, though, as far as L.A. Laker roster, Malik Monk, he's playing well. Yeah, I give him credit for that. You know what I'm saying? These last five or six games, he's definitely improved, especially since he's gotten to the lineup, averaging about 17, 18 points a game, shooting the ball pretty efficient. So I got to give, you know, some credit to Malik Monk in that regard, you know, stepping up his game as he was called to be in the starting lineup. You're right about Russell Westbrook, and you're definitely right about AD. He's talented. He just can't stay on the floor. You know, so that's the biggest yes. issue for AD, right? Like AD is ultra talented. But is he ever going to be available? The best the best ability is availability, right? So, you know, that's the biggest issue with with them right now. They traded away Rondo, so they got him out of there. They did. That, yeah, this roster is funky right now. I don't know how they can fix it either, though. No, I, I don't know either. I mean, what, what do you do with, like, Avery, Avery Bradley? Stanley Johnson played some minutes in that game against the Grizzlies that they lost. I mean, you got, people are always going to talk about Taylor Horton Tucker. They're like they're going to talk about him like they talk about our boy Kyle Kuzma. 
who we could talk <laughs> about Kyle Kuzma in a bit playing well in Washington D.C. Playing well though, he ain't playing bad like T.H.T. No, he's not. So I, I don't know what the issue with Kuzma is. Maybe it's just getting out of L.A., getting out of the shadow of LeBron James, going on a different coast, playing well. But people yeah. are talking about Taylor Horton Tucker like they were about Kuzma, right? You just got to use him as trade bait for someone else to bring in to help LeBron. Um, you got Trevor Ariza back. He's maybe going to be helpful for some things. I don't know if that's actually maybe, help. you know. <laughs> yeah, and then you got you Dwight hope. Howard. So I, I just – these role players that he's picking makes no sense to me. The role players that he has wanted make no sense to me. And I would really hope the Lakers are going to make some changes come trade deadline time because I don't really see him doing much in the playoffs if they don't have the necessary role players around him. I don't know if having LeBron and AD now – He's going to be doing much. It worked in the bubble, but I don't know if it's going to be working outside of the bubble in the year 2022. We just got to see what happens when Anthony Davis comes back. But his team really hasn't been fully healthy yet. I mean, that's not an excuse because there's a multitude of teams, you know, health and safety, injuries, you name it, that are in the same boat. So you got to be able to maneuver and manage your team the best way that you can. And right now, up until this point, the L.A. Lakers have not done a good job of that. All right. Who are you denying? We'll go to we'll go to the East Coast. Who are you denying? What are you denying? Oh, we just finished talking about the Lakers, so we got to talk about their rival, right? Their biggest rival. That's the Boston Celtics. And right now, folks, let me just say this. I'm going to just look in this camera very carefully, Ben. You do not need to trade Jason Tatum nor Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics. You have to find a way, any way to make that work, because if you do not you are going to regret it for quite some time if you're if you're in that organization. There's no way, no how you trade two guys who can possibly average 24 to 25 points a game each, you know, combined for 58 points any given night. Like that's something you want between those two players. You just got to figure out how to make it work. And yeah, yes, they have a new coach in Udoka. Hey, coach Udoka, they have a new coach. But Ben. You got to give him some more time to let it all come together. And I still believe, Ben, that they need a point guard. Yep. I still feel like they're they're missing someone who can actually distribute the ball and get other guys involved. So those two, Jason and Jalen, don't have to do everything. But if you trade one of those players, that'll be one of the worst decisions that the Boston Celtics have ever made in franchise history. So I'm denying yeah. that idea. No, I, I I would agree. It's it's a tough situation because I don't think the front office has built around them the pieces that fit with the way that they need to play their game. I think either the front office before or the front office now feels like they need more help scoring-wise or whatever it may be talent-wise, and I don't think that's necessary. I mean, I think the, the Celtics can be really good if you're relying on just Tatum and Brown, and then around them, you just have really good role player type players and you have a capable center who can shot block and rebound. That's all you need them to be. And then you have a capable point guard who can just distribute. You need like kind of like the bulls need with Alonzo ball type of point guard who's pass first and defense first. And that's, that's the type of guy that they need rather than having, you know, Tatum run point of points or Brown run point of points. You know, they or need Marcus that smart. point guard. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. And, and it was wrong to have Kemba Walker, fit with them because he's you know he can distribute but he's a scoring guy you know you have mm-hmm. Kemba to score the to score the basketball so he didn't really fit with what they wanted to do I just think they haven't unlocked that puzzle 
to fit everyone in their spaces around Tatum and Brown. I think you're 100% right because it's there. The right GM will find a, a way to make that fit in a perfectly yeah. made puzzle. It's there, but right now no one has found out how to do it. And one of the things that it, it really reminds me of, the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown scenario being like one thing that I know like draws back my memory is Tracy McGrady playing with his cousin in Toronto. Vincent Lamar Carter. If y'all don't know, y'all can't see him, but he over there to the corner. You know what I'm saying? That's my, that's my man's VC. And they had an opportunity where they could have played together. Now we both know they were both all stars, superstars, if you will, separately. You know, Vince Carter's time in Toronto and New Jersey, you know, he played at an all star level. Obviously T-Mac in Orlando and Houston played at an all star superstar level, scoring champ in this league, you know, could compete with the best of them. But had they stayed together, Ben, could you only imagine what Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady could have done together? I feel like that's Brown and Tatum's situation right now. Interesting. Yeah, there's there's just so much potential there with both of them. They're both really good. They're both all stars. Yeah. You just you need to find a better piece around him. And it starts with a better point guard, like you said, and I think it starts with a better center, a better guy underneath the basket to help him out a little bit on defense. Um, things that we want to see this week, Zach. Clay Thompson, I'll start with <laughs> KT. It's great to see the guy back. I want to yes. see him more. I want to see him play with Steph more. He's going to have similar minutes is what uh, Steve Kerr said. So he'll be playing, you know, 20 minutes, 21, 22 minutes for the next couple games, maybe for the next couple weeks, just to get him back in the flow of things. Man's been away from basketball for so long. It's understandable. Play him 20 minutes a game. But it'd be nice to see what he does come February, come March. Maybe he starts getting in the flow of things. We start seeing kind of the old Clay Thompson. He looked like he really didn't even miss a beat. He was dunking on guys. He was shooting threes. You know, he did not look like he was out of space or out of place at all. So it's good to see him back. I'm excited that he's back. And I'm excited to actually see him now play with Steph, get in the flow of things on that offensive side with Draymond and figure everything out. Now they have really good role pieces around him too, right? Got Otto Porter. They got Jordan Poole. I mean, they got all these guys around him now too that fit well with the team. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how he does and how he fits with that Warriors team now. Well, Clay Thompson for me, you know, I tweeted this out. I got a little flag for it too, because you know what I'm saying, you know, I'm from Saginaw, I'm from, I'm from the SAG. Mm-hmm. So and you know, that's where Draymond Green is from and Jason Richardson is from. And both of those players that I just named played for the Golden State Warriors. And I tweeted out, I'm so happy that my favorite warrior is back. <laughs> and it was Clay Thompson. I got some heat for it for sure, because oh, I'm no. from Saginaw. And both of those players, Jay Rich and Day Day are from are from the SAG. And so and when it comes to Clay, man, he's look. Everybody loves everybody loves Steph, which is fine. I'm a Clay guy. You know I'm saying I like to watch he's Clay great. when I watch the Warriors. You know what I'm saying that's just me. And he don't need too many dribble moves to get a shot off. Like he don't need too much, you know. And I and that's what I like, you know. And then he plays defense. He's gonna guard the best player on the other end. He has 17 points in his first game back. I was excited for him, and I'm hoping that he has over 14 and a half points in his next game. <laughs> His <laughs> his scoring is just so effortless. He comes back after not being on a basketball court in two years you got professionally. A got a dunk, got 17 points. 17 points. It's just effortless for Clay. It's great. Uh, what are you looking to see? I am looking to see not only some of these trade rumors coming to fruition, 
But I also want to see if your man's, because you haven't really talked about your man's that much this year. No. And it's so crazy because, you know, we talked about it before at the beginning of the season. He MVP favorite. That's crazy. But Luka and the Dallas Mavericks, they're currently in the playoff hunt right now. They're not on the outside looking in. They're currently where they need to be. And we need to stay out of that play-in situation for sure. No yep. KP, and they've been able to still get it done, the Dallas Mavericks. Lucas averaging, you know, about 24, 25 points a game during their time, you know, winning these ball games. Salem Brunson, you know, he was out, but they've been able to get some other players as he was able to return, you know, to help through the health and safety. They got these other plug-in players while he was out to contribute as well. And then Jalen came back and that left hand was right back yeah. at it again, being so I want to see if this team is serious or not in these next few weeks, or if they're going to go back to the old selves of, you know, not playing defense or, you know, just hogging the ball from Luca and KP not wanting to be engaged. We want to see what really transpired with the maths. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think there's, there's something there that people haven't been paying attention to, but they're, they can be a really dangerous team, I think. Um, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. Six-game win streak. They've won seven of their last ten. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle of the Western Conference, fifth place. They got the pieces. Defensively, not great. But offensively, they can keep up with most people, whoever they want, to be honest, if everyone's healthy. So, yeah, Luka's playing well. It's fun to see him play well. And I think he just him – and, him and KP seem to have gotten it. A little, a little bit to kind bit. of figure it out yeah. in terms of chemistry when they were both healthy mm-hmm. to start the year. And now that KP's out, Luke will be out back and forth, back and forth. So they just both need to be healthy, and I think they can make it work. I really do. And I think we I saw so evidence too. of that to start the season. No, I think so, too, B. And a lot of people don't. Like, a lot of people don't think it, it can work. It will work. A lot of people don't think um, KP is playing well enough. And I think he is, considering all the circumstances. You know, he's 7'3", yeah. number one. He's towards yeah. a He's seven foot three and he tore his ACL. So you got to live with, you know, his defensive liability every now and then. Like you got to live with that because prior we saw him blocking shots and rim running and doing all this unicorn type stuff. That's why people called him the unicorn because he was just so unique. You feel me? And so with, with him and the knee, him being seven foot three, trying to work his way back into the full, the full strength of things and all these other injuries that he's had along the way with, with that injury. You just got to give it some time and see it. You know, we're halfway through, but and he's been in and out. But so I just want to see what's going to happen with the boy. Kevin. I like it. I just see. You want to see one more thing, too, this week. What's the what's the other thing you want to see? All these trade rumors coming to fruition. If we're going to see Ben Simmons get traded, let's see it. I'm there trying to go. see it, Ben. You feel me? If they <laughs> little getting traded, I want to see it. You know, I'm tired of all the little rumors and all the notifications coming in my phone about maybe Kyrie get traded or, you know, the Pacers are going to blow everything up. Well, I'm not trying to wait till, and I hate this too. You tell me how you feel about this. I hate the trade deadline because why everything got to happen on one day, the last <laughs> day? Why everybody waiting till the last minute, the last hour to start making trades or considering trading somebody? Like that's bananas. Y'all should have been having all this going in motion as we got to game 40 and 41 42 when we're midway through the season there the teams are like me in college when i had to write an essay it's like you could write it right off the bat two weeks before it's due it's more fun to do at night of and then you finally really start to feel the heat but but again there's some teams too who maybe like looking to trade guys and they're like you know let's wait 
until the trade deadline or like a week or so before, see how these guys actually work out, see if the guy that we want is actually good enough. And then like once the trade deadline's approaching, they'll start talking, they'll start talking, and then people maybe feel the pressure of the deadline to make a deal, and that's when the deals get done. Look, if Jeremy Grant getting traded, you need to get traded. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope it's to the Bulls. I hope it's to the Bulls. Uh, stat of the week. One, two, three, four. It is time for our stat of the week, Zach, and this is a good one for this podcast. Who is our stat of the week? You know what time it is. What time is it? Coos time. Kyle Kuzma, (laughs) baby. You already know. It's the number one podcast for Kyle Kuzma at this point. We roll out Kyle Kuz. Take his, look, take his rebounds this week, whatever. But listen, 2020, my man's had a 2020 game, Ben. We know Nikola Jokic had a 2020 and that was that of the week. We doubling up right back with another one. Kyle Kuz had like 20, had like 27 points, 23 rebounds. Man, he was going bananas. And they won the game, too. And the Wizards have been playing well and maintaining their spot outside of that play-in scenario. Where are, where are they right now? About six sitting right there, or did they fall down again? I hope they didn't fall down. <laughs> well, the Wizards are they're in eighth, but they are they like, fell down. only a game. They're a game, game and a half out of six. That's what so I thought. You know, it's so they're, fluctuating. Yeah, they're fl- they're flirting around in that six spot, trying to stay out of that play-in scenario. And that's all because of the play of Bradley Beal. In the special play of Kyle Kuzma, 23 points, no, 27 points, 23 rebound performance. He, he was is, going nuts. Uh, he's been last 10 games, 22 points he's averaging, 11 rebounds. He's averaging a double-double in his last 10 games, two and a half assists, shooting 49% from the field. Guy can't shoot threes, though. He's struggling 27% from three in the last 10 games. So that's something he's going to have to work on. As, as the years go, he's still 26. He's got time. But other than that, I mean, he's been he's been aggressive driving to the basket. Um, I think his his shots at the rim uh, percentage has gone up. You know, he's he's just becoming a, a better player. He's more of a he's complete player in a sense. More of a complete player. I mean, this team has Bradley Beal, but if Beal's going to be out or if Beal's covered, he's not having a good night. Whatever it may be, you're going to have Kyle Kuzma there who's going to step in, and he's becoming more and more capable of stepping into that second player role that. I think that the, the Wizards have needed, um, you know, since losing John Wall. So they don't have a John Wall, Bradley Beal, one-two punch. It's turning into a John Wall, uh, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, one-two punch. Okay, and, Kyle Kuzma. is coming into his own. He's looking yeah. good. He's being more aggressive. Um, maybe they can trade Bertans for some draft picks or something. they haven't been something. playing him, so you're right. No, and he hasn't been playing well, and he's, you know, struggled early on in the season, and he was hurt, and – Every which way, this has not been the year. Ever since he got that big contract from him. That money. See what that money did. downhill. It changed, yeah. people. <laughs> struggling. I mean, he's shooting 34% from three this season. 34 when his career average is 40%. That's so he's crazy. shooting 6% worse. Not great uh, for, for Bertons. But other than that, the Wizards have been good. Kuzma's been great. He's been fun to watch. Made money off of him betting because the market still hasn't caught up to how good he has yeah, been ain't. playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So bet on Kyle Kuzma. With that being said, uh, Zach, too, betting-wise. What's your game of the week? Ooh-wee. Listen. How many in a row? How many? Well, <laughs> well Trace. You got three in a you're row, on a three game, You're, you're riding three a three-game game streak. Three-week three streak. streak. I'm hotter than lava, baby. I'm hotter Ooh. than lava. Listen. Money line, game of the week, folks. We talked about him. That boy, John Moran. 
that boy is an assassin. Listen, let me ask you this. You think he's going to be top five by the end of the year in terms of point guard? Oh, I yeah. wouldn't give ja? it to him now. Yeah, I wouldn't give ja, it to oh, him yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But, but by the end of the year, I think he top five be. point guard in the league. As long as he stays healthy, absolutely, yeah. Well, on that note, since you said that, we're going Grizzlies money line over the Dallas Mavericks Friday night. Should be a good one. There's going to be a lot of good games on Friday, but I really like this one because it's going to be one of those tight ones again. We underdog last week. I was feeling so good about the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Brooklyn Nets. Ben, you don't Ooh, I was so happy. Look, Giannis took the day off. The night before. He did. You know what I'm saying? Just so he could come prepared and make sure Zach <laughs> come through yeah. with the money line player of the week. So this week, I know John Morant, Desmond Bain, and the yeah. crew, they going to get it done for me being Grizzlies over the Dallas Mavericks this week. There you go. And on that note, that's going to conclude this edition of the Points in the Paint podcast presented by Stadium. You heard what Ben Wittenstein said. What is it? The number one NBA podcast at Stadium. And don't forget to follow us on our respective social handles and follow Points Paint at Points Paint on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You don't want to miss none of this content. 773-273-9088. That's the voicemail line. Give us your hottest take on what you think is going to transpire in the league across the association trade rumors. Who's your all-stars? You just let us know. 773-273-9088. Catch Inside the Association with Cameron Smith, Shams and the crew every Wednesday now. And on Stadium, you can also catch Sharp lessons. They record it. It's already hot and ready. Ready for everybody. Ben Wittenstein, Dave Jacobson. And for, for all your betting tips and tape don't lie with Michael Felder. For all things football, you'll hear from us, of course, next week.